Nothing great about the day here. It's wonderful weather for a Sunday afternoon. Swelling the crowd even further. And as mentioned, it's by no means one way here, the support. Benfica have a tremendous following. I think that surprises many of us who visit every year for the International Champions Cup, actually, just how well supported they are across the United States. What's up, Befica Nation? Welcome to episode 48 of Mr. Befica. And of course, a happy, happy Derby Day to all my Befiquistas all around the world. It is a Derby Day. We are playing Sporting in about, oh, in about seven hours or so. We will be invading Alvalade, going for the three points, trying to hunt the lion. And um, everyone knows eagles fly much higher than Lions do. We're going to go into Alvalade today. I am fully confident that we're going to put in a great performance um, or at least get a great result. Performance isn't really that important in these games. What's important is the result. But in this episode, episode 48, it's all about Taça de Portugal, Portuguese Cup, quarterfinal, Benfica 3, Rio Ave 2. All right. I do have one quick announcement to make. All right. Mr. Benfica has a new home, or I should say has a new... Yeah, a new home, a new one-stop home for all things Mr. Benfica. So, in addition to following me on Twitter at Benfica Mister and on Instagram at Mr. Benfica, Facebook is at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica. I'm going to ask you guys to check out the brand new MrBenfica.com. That's right. It I just launched it uh, two days ago. Uh, nothing really up there yet. I'm going to try to get a Derby preview up there this afternoon before before the match begins. And we can take a look at that. Um, but check out MrBenfica.com. All right. We're going to pay a quick bill here. And then we're going to get right into this match. Benfica Riuave Portuguese Cup quarterfinal right on the other side of Reconquista. Stay right there. Don't move a muscle. And, and while you wait, go ahead and check out MrBenfica.com. Jornada sofrida, a glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Até que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Carrega sozinho em cada esquina um vizinho Sente o carinho do Algarve até ao Minho O vermelho pinta a Tuga e é isso o teu colinho Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora 
embora Nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica Carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica All right, and welcome back to Mr. Benfica, episode 48. All right, we're going to turn it back to Tuesday, okay? Just a few days ago, Tuesday, January the 14th, 2020. We're at the Stadio de Luz. It's Benfica versus Rio Ave. It's the Taça de Portugal Portuguese Cup quarterfinal. The referee is Artur Soares Dias. Here is the 11 for Rio Ave. In goal, the Brazilian Paulo Vitor. Across the back, the right back is Diogo Figueiras. Center back pairing Erdogan Sanch and Tony Borakovic, the Croatian central back. The left back is Mateusz Reis. Uh, double double pivot midfield there with Tarantini and former Benfica player Philippe Agush teaming up. A very experienced uh, double pivot there in midfield. And the three attacking mids uh, centrally Diego Lopes down the right, Lucas Piazon. And the left-sided attacking midfield is Nuno Santos, the former Benfica Youth Academy product. And the striker is Mehi, Mehdi Taremi. The coach, of course, is Carlos Carvalhal. Benfica goes with this 11. It is Zloban in goal. Tomás Tavares at right back with, with Ruben Dias and Ferro as the central defenders. The left back is Grimaldo. Um, in midfield, Ulian Weigel teams up with... Adel Tarapt, while Pizzi and Servi take care of the wide play. And up front, the strike partnership for this match is Chiquinho and Carlos Vinicius. And we start with a minute of silence followed by a moment, a warm moment of applause in memory of Paulo Speedy Gomes, the uh, Portuguese motor racer that was killed uh, about a week over the past weekend, I should say, on Sunday, in competing in the Dakar Rally across Saudi Arabia. He crashed and unfortunately died of his injuries. And we start the game with Riuav kicking off its Taremi, kicking it backwards to. Tarantini and the match is underway. Very noticeable low turnout in terms of attendance for this match, and obvious for obvious reasons. I mean, that putting a week a weekday match kicking off at 9:15 p.m. or at 21:15 um, local time, which is is ridiculous. I understand that they have TV rights, and I understand that they have to put you know they don't want to put two games on at the same time. And uh, the the Taça de Portugal is really something that has been I think ruined by TV to be honest with you because this is a competition that should be played on the weekend it should not be played midweek um, we should not be playing Taça de Portugal quarterfinals midweek so that we can then erase a weekend for the League Cup uh, I, I don't agree with this I know they've been doing it this way a long time but if you watch the FA Cup the greatest club you know, domestic cup competition that exists. They play on the weekends, okay? They reschedule league games to play FA Cup games or FA Cup matches. That shows the importance in the competition. Tasso de Portugal does not get the same respect from the FPF or from Naj, the owners of Sport TV. Okay, a couple of years ago, my, my local team, Caldas Sport Club, okay, uh, amateur side, just like just like another unnamed amateur side, I'm not going to mention that was in this round, but by the way, obrigado, Academic Viseu, obrigado, thank you, Academic Viseu, and um, they were, 
Calders were made it all the way to the semifinals, and they were playing with amateurs, and the FPF were making them play on a Wednesday night at Sportive das Aves. These guys had to take time off from their jobs. They had to take days off from, from school, from their classes, to go play in the Taça de Portugal. Taça de Portugal is not a professional tournament. It is an all-encompassing tournament. It includes professionals and amateurs from Portugal. Okay, This competition needs to be played on weekends, not midweek. Okay, If you have to, you put a round of, of league matches midweek, if you have to. There's no reason we couldn't have played uh, Desportivo das Aves on a Wednesday and had played this round of the Taça de Portugal in the previous weekend. But I digress. Um, again, going back to Caldas a couple of years ago, they had to play on a two. Their home leg of the semifinals was played on a Wednesday at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon because of TV, because you had Port Sporting playing at 7.30. Okay. This game kicked off so late because they wanted to get Porto's game in before Benfica. They could not possibly divide the television audience by <laughs> by putting two games on at the same time. And, of course, if they put the game late, less people will go to the game, more people will watch it on TV. This is really a flawed uh, a flawed way of thinking from the FPF from from Sport TV. And Liga Nash thinks the same way when it's in the league. They play these games way too late. You know, you want to see how... A league should be, or how a domestic product should be, should be presented on television. You should watch the Mexican league, Liga MX. Okay, they have the best television product as far as a football league is concerned. The games look awesome on TV. Why? Tickets are dirt cheap. They fill every stadium. They put the games at times that fill the stadiums, and they shoot them for TV, and they play them on TV. Okay, people are going to watch this game. You're not gonna, you, you know. It's Benfica. Sorry if Porto doesn't have the following we do so we can't play at the same time and you hurt their TV number. You know what? Too bad. Yeah, This game should not have kicked off at, at this late, much less on a weekday. But if it has to be on a weekday, 9.15 is, is just absolutely ludicrous for a kickoff time on a Wednesday night. But that's the end of my rant. Let's get back into the match now. <laughs> We're in the third minute. And Mateusz plays Tarantino, Tarantini into space. Sorry. Mateusz plays Taremi into space behind the Benfica back line. It's a foot race between Taremi and Ruben Dias. Taremi gets there first. Ruben Dias takes a very risky, makes a very risky decision to take Taremi down from behind with the slide tackle. I honestly am shocked he was not sent off for this. Okay, yes, he may not have been the last guy. You might have that that argument, but anytime you slide from behind with no attempt to play the ball. You're normally sent off. Artur Suarez-Dias, for whatever reason, does not send him off, okay? And he he was not good in this match, the referee. I'm not going to sit here and say that he was good. And he he hurt us, but in this case, he also helped us, okay? I'm not one of these fans that's going to sit here and think that we never get any calls because we got a call here, okay? We're going to get we're gonna get screwed a little bit later on in the game. But on this one, we got the call, okay? Um, somehow... Only the yellow card is shown. And it sets up this free kick from Lucas Piazon. And for the third cup game in a row... Benfica fall behind 1-0 as Lucas Piazon hits his free kick 
from about 20 meters right side or I should say to yeah to Zlobin's right side with the inside of his right foot the Chelsea loney the unloaned Chelsea player for Hiwav hits a perfect direct kick Zlobin has no chance it's hit around the wall and inside the post um Zlobin gives it a good effort, but the, he has no chance at all on this play. Can't, I'm not going to fault the Russian goalkeeper for this one. Um, but in the seventh minute, we are reminded by the commentator that Riwav have never won at the Stade de Luge. Um, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll be honest. They were winning here. And Benfica were, uh, were on their heels. And it was another lackadaisical start from Benfica early on in this match. It looked like they weren't quite ready to play as the match kicked off. But in the eighth minute, Chiquinho dispossesses Felipe Auguste, plays to Pizzi, who returns the ball into space for Chiquinho, fires a low right-footed shot, but Paulo Vitor makes a nice diving save to his left, and Chiquinho still in search of that elusive goal. He's had lots of great opportunities the last couple matches, continues to be in search of that goal. On this one, the keeper makes a good save, 11th minute. Pizzi loses the ball near the left sideline. Diogo Figueres plays in Taremi, who picks up his head, and drives a low cross in front of goal, but Tomas Tavares is there first to send it clear and away from danger. Another scary moment there for Benfica as Riuav looked close to adding a second. 13th minute, Ferru collects the ball at midfield. Looking forward, plays the square ball to Ruben. Ruben quickly changes the point of attack to Tomas Tavares. And let's listen to the rest of the play as it plays out here on RTPI. So good work from Tomas Tavares and Chiquinho as well as a nice pass from Carlos Vinicius in the space for Franco Cervi and the Argentinian hammers home the equalizer. He fires it to the to the short post, beating the Brazilian goalkeeper Paulo Vitor to his left. No chance for the goalkeeper, and it is one to one. And everyone can, for uh, momentarily at least, breathe a sigh of relief as Benfica draw level. Chihuahua players are left standing with their arms in the air, looking for an offside. Referee goes to VAR. VAR confirms after a two-minute delay. Two-minute delay it took to confirm that there was no offside and that the goal is valid. And um, it says here that the DV... Oh, and I made a note here. My DVR at this point stopped recording for some reason. There's a huge gap in my recording. So from the 13th to the 28th minute, I have nothing. <laughs> it, might, it skipped ahead, but... It, as we move ahead in the 28th minute, it's Carlos Vinicius with a nice with nice footwork, but his attempt at playing in Chiquinho um, is cut out by Adderland's uh, Sil the the center back for for Riuav, and he knocks it clear as Riuav regroup. 29th minute, it is Tarapt carrying down the left into space. He does a nice one-two with Grimaldo back to the Moroccan, who finds Chiquinho. In the area with his back to goal, Chiquinho tries to turn on his left side. He tries to pivot left, and his right plant leg is just kicked right out from under him. Um, he's he's holding the ball on his left, and he's trying to turn left while his, his back leg is holding the weight of himself and the defender, but his right 
plant leg is kicked out from un- under him. The referee says no call. He goes on. We play on, I should say, and we have Matilj with a long ball over the top for Taremi. And Taremi gets there first, and with his header, he heads it up and over Zlobin, who is in horrible position. He comes out halfway, worst place to be, dead man's, uh, he, you know, no man's land there for, for the Russian goalkeepers. The ball is easily headed up and over him and into the goal, and Riwav once again take the lead. But absolutely... Um, I had just said that we may have gotten a favor from the referee in the Ruben Dias tackle. He more than made up for it in this one as a clear penalty is not called, okay? I don't want to hear the fans of the other teams saying we're getting carried with penalties that aren't penalties, okay? This was a clear penalty, okay? The worst part was they go to the VAR and they're not even reviewing the penalty. They're reviewing an offside. Obviously, there was no offside on Taremi. It was a nice ball and nobody's asking for an offside on Taremi. But there was a clear penalty at the beginning of the play that should have gone to Benfica. This should have been a penalty kick for Benfica, not a goal for Hiwav. And once again, we're playing against against the VAR, the VAP, if you will, the Video Aporto, because they, this never seems to happen to them. They always seem to find a spot in a video where they can save that team. Yet in this one, they don't back up far enough to to. They don't back up far enough to find the play. They make sure not to review that in order to allow the goal to stand for Ryuab. And that's the last time I will talk about a team that is not that is not part of this match. I apologize for bringing that into it, but it's just you hear it from 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 fans. You know the the haters about this this thing that we're the pulvu, the, the octopus, that we have our hands in all these things. Man, you guys are so blind wearing your blue and green shades that you can't even see. This was a clear penalty kick, not given, not even reviewed. So Riwav take the lead, but in the 32nd, it's Chervi down the left with the cross, and Shikinyu has a diving header. He gets to it, but it's right at Paulo Vitor who easily saves it. 35th minute, it's Tarapt with a nice diagonal to Tomas Tavares, who crosses... For Vinicius, but it's headed clear by Philippe Augusto as the former Benfica player is back on defense there. The holding center mid does well. 37th, it is Tarapt to Tavares again. And this time the cross comes to Chiquinho. His shot is blocked by is blocked by Riuav, but Chervi with the follow-up um, is saved by Paulo Vitor. Diving to his right, Chervi almost doubles his tally, almost brings Benfica level again. And what form this guy is on right now. I think he feels the pressure. You know, Rafa is nearly recovered from his injury and, and Chervi wants to keep playing. He is he has raised his game several levels here. And he is he is fighting for that spot. And it is nice to see. And this is what is best for the team when players are fighting for their spots. 40th minute. Excuse me, 38th minute. We have a freeze frame of Riwav's second goal uh, showing Taremi offside. No question about that. 23 centimeters, if I remember correctly, is the distance they gave that he was onside by. That was not what should... <laughs> you know, that was not what I'm looking for a review on. And, you know, all that does is bring more scandal to this the football in this country, the domestic product in this country, Okay. And the refereeing is just horrendous. And I know, you know, when you listen to, for example, a Benfica FM or you listen to um, any, basically any commentary on Portuguese football, everyone is pretty, pretty um, 
there's a pretty strong consensus that everyone is opposed to VAR. However, there's it's also mentioning that you know uh, in our in this league in this country in Portuguese football, VAR seems to be necessary because these referees are coming on are just so incompetent lately, and we have not had a good Portuguese referee in so long, and these matches are so poorly officiated that. Uh, it's hard to even imagine Portuguese football without VAR anymore. Um, it would be one. It would be a giant highway robbery if not for VAR. Fortieth minute, and we have Benfica fans trying to get the team jump started, but the energy is just lacking both in the stands and on the pitch. And it's a late midweek night, and it, you can feel it across your television screen when you're watching it. Forty-second minute, and it's Nuno Santos now for have alone on the right plays it central. With the outside of his left foot, a nice cross, Trivella, for Taremi. But the Iranian hits it high and wide and is unable to complete his hat trick on the play. 43rd minute, and it's Vinicius now with an effort at goal. It's blocked. The rebound falls to PZ. PZ tries to dance and create some space for himself. He goes down, calls for penalty. Suarez Diaz, of course, says absolutely not and waves Waves play on, and I noted here a very poor first half from from PZ in this match. He really was not very good. Sorry about the cutout there. I was saying PZ was not very good in this match, and we absolutely need a lot better from one of our top players and one of our key players in matches like this. So we continue, and that will take us to halftime, although there was a penalty call in here somewhere. As now it looks like my notes are skipping. As give me one moment here. I apologize there. I skipped a page in my notes, and here we so let's get back to the 44th minute. It's Tavares to Tarapt, and he carries into the box. He appears he appears to be cut down from behind by Tarantini. And yeah, this is the polemica now. As uh, this time, Suarez Diaz, with no hesitation, whistles and points to the spot. It's a penalty to Benfica. Riwav players protesting as the referees begins to communicate with VAR. And in a funny, it took so long to verify Benfica's goal, but in a mere seconds, the penalty call is reversed. No penalty given. It's the right call. It's not the fact that it's right or wrong. It's just the fact that it seems to be very inconsistent this VAR. And once again, uh, the VAR is working against Benfica as there is no penalty given. Um, Terapt, you know, went down. It looked, it looked at first glance like it was a like it was a good call, but it was not obviously. And the VAR did up. Uh, the VAR did reverse the call. As Benfica will not have the the penalty kick, and at that point, the fourth official shows the placard for five minutes of added time here in the first half. At forty-five a plus three, it's Peasy crossing from from a free kick, trying to find Ruben Dias at the far post. Paulo Vinicius is is there first, and after a minute, uh, after a minimum of contact, I should say, after some minimum contact. Paulo Vitor goes down as if he'd been punched in the stomach screaming like he'd been whacked with a police baton. And he gets the call from Suarez Diaz and shortly thereafter Suarez Diaz blows for halftime. Overall in this first half, Benfica had a lackadaisical start in my opinion. And they paid for it by going down early. And um, 
big concerns about Zlobin on that second goal. And part, part of it may be from not getting much playing time. And I've said this now in a couple episodes. I think these two backup goalies, neither of them are a clear-cut backup goalkeeper. Okay, They need to rotate time between the, the B team and the bench of the first team because they need to play. And we go into important matches like this, and then we're relying on a backup goalkeeper to, to hold on and to help us advance. As we move closer, now we go to the semi. As you know, we're going to go to the semifinals. It's, uh, you know, I really don't like this practice of playing backup goalkeepers when there's this disparity in quality between the two of them. And the backup gets uh, no time. Svilar has been playing week after week on the B team. And Zlobin could use the minutes, in my opinion. Um, but overall, Benfica continuing, though, to struggle at finishing as they, they had against Avj. And that is a bit concerning. As we go to halftime now, we're going to take a quick 30-second break, and I'll be back on the other side. This is Mr. Benfica. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinio. Of course, find me on Twitter at Benfica Mr., on Instagram at Mr. Benfica, on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica, and now at MrBenfica.com. I'll be right back. Second half, no substitutions at halftime, and my cousin Vinny kicks off for the second half to Julian Weigel, and we are underway, 46th minute. Taraps cross, headed by Borekovic, back to Paulo Viter. So to, we start off with the cross from Taraps, and Borekovic with a nice play, heading it all the way back to Paulo Viter, who collects it. 47th minute, and it's Vinicius with a left-footed effort. Blocked by Borekovic and Benfica coming out of the gates, increasing the pressure in the first five minutes of the second half, just like we saw against Avj at the previous match in the league last Friday. 50th minute, and Diego Lopsch, excuse me, for a uh, for grabbing Chiquinho's jersey and jumping on essentially for a piggyback ride. 57th minute now, and it's Nuno Sancho with an outstanding cross. No one can get on the end of it, however. Mateusz runs it down at the opposite flank, crosses again, and this time uh, Terapt heads it calmly to Zlobin. Same exact play almost as we saw at the beginning of the half at the other end for Riuave in the 60th minute, and we have Tomasz Tavarz down the right for Pizzi. Crosses for for Vinicius, but it is cleared by Diog Figueres at the last second. And on the hour mark, Bruno Lage makes his first move of the match as he brings in he brings in the Swiss assassin off the bench. And this is a striker for a central defender. Bold move by Bruno Lage as Seferovic comes on. Ferru comes off. And we have a tactical switch being made here. And you're quickly seeing the the versatility of uh, the new signee, Julian Weigel, as he moves into a center-back role, a role he, he's very comfortable in, and he played a lot for Borussia Dortmund this year in that in that role as we go to twin strikers up front for Benfica. 
And again, my apologies with the recording cutting in and out as as I was talking there and it stopped recording for a moment. But as we go to the 63rd minute. So Seferovic hammers it home after the ball is headed down by Carlos Vinicius on a cross front from Ruben Dias, and it is now 2-2 as Benfica feels some life and some relief comes across the stadium. We're in the 66th minute, but uh, it's Taremi again. He's one-on-one with Ruben Dias. The defender does well this time to contain and stop the Iranians' forward movement before Pizzi can come in, backtracking and pickpocket the Riwa forward as Benfica re-controls possession of the ball. 67th minute ball drops to Pizzi in the penalty area. Tries to get the ball into a shooting position. He can't quite control it. Goes down. Referee waves play on again. 68th minute and a double substitution from, or I should say a substitution from Riwav as Gabriel Zinu comes in for Nunu Santos. It's a like-for-like like switch on the flank. And then we're in the 71st minute, and it's Pizzi combining with Tomas Tavares and have a listen. And there you have it, some nice combination play along the sideline between PZ and Tomáš Tavares. Tomáš Tavares lobs the ball up over the Rio Ave defender into space for PZ who slides onto it, crossing it for Seferovic and the Swiss scores again. It's 3-2 to Benfica now and the match has completely changed. It's completely gone on its head now as Benfica have gone from behind to ahead and naturally that is going to bring on a substitution here as we have in the 77th minute we see a vocally unhappy Bruno Lage and he will go to the bench um, in the 85th minute he will bring on Samadish to replace Vinicius and that essentially will undo the substitution he made earlier uh, when the Befica, when Befica were behind when he was trying to um, 
strengthen the attack and he was risking at the back he now has the depth and this I talked about this I think in the last episode in and I want to give a a quick shout out here to a listener uh quick sh- a quick shout out to to Jeff Schultz yes Jeff Schultz out in eastern Washington here in the United States at GG Schultz 78 as he uh tweeted me um stating that reminding me that I had said in the in the in the past the kind of depth that we now have to be able to to make these kinds of substitutions where now Samadish comes in and now you've re-strengthened the midfield because we have Weigel now we have a guy that can play in two positions very well equally well um, we're able to put keep him in, at central defense. We don't have to sub in another central defender. We can sub in a very good central midfielder in Andreas Samaris. We can remove a striker. And now we're back to the same 4-4-2 we started the match in. We're not really giving anything up offensively. I like this switch. I like the fact that we can do this. Thank you to Jeff for... Uh, to, for for tweeting me this and for you know for uh thank you for listening obviously and thank you um for for noticing and it is it's true Benfica are able now with the with the the depth in the in the midfield especially with versatile players to be able to move guys here and there uh now playing as a was playing as a center mid with Tarapt there for a while Samari just back in Shikinu now able to move back into the attack back into the position he started with also very very good uh versatility from Shikinu and we move ahead to the 89th minute, one more substitution for Benfica, and now it is Rafa coming in for Cervi. Rafa returns after an extended injury stoppage and gets a few minutes, gets a run in. Um, not sure how I feel about him for the derby. I would have liked to seen maybe 10 minutes in this game just to see if he feels good and to see how he moves. But of course, Bruno Lage is with him every day on the training pitch, so he'll make that decision. 90th minute, Riuab will make their final sub, another like for like. Pedro Amaral comes on for Mateusz Heij as it's a back for a back. The fourth referee will signal for four minutes of time added on. Sorry I ran through this second half so quickly. I am running late. I'm supposed to be at work in about 20 minutes and I have a 16-minute drive. So I am flying through this. Uh, 90th plus one. Befica earn a corner. PZ to take it. Play short to Tarap and Befica work it around and it finds its way back to Shikinu who has another effort at goal, but this one is wide. Shikinu still unable to break that goal scoring uh funk. Perhaps perhaps he's saving it for the derby later today. We'll find out, won't we, when we watch later on. 90th plus four and Pedro Amaral with the final effort for Hiwav. He sends in a cross, but it is Along the ground, he sends in a cross, and it's cleared by a sliding. Julian Weigel away to safety, and Suarez Diaz will blow his whistle three times for full time. Benfica three, Riwab two, and we see we see the team celebrating, and we see a warm embrace on the screen between teacher and pupil, talking, of course, about the two managers, Carvalhal and Lige. I have some quick takeaways from this match. All right, a very strong performance from Tomasz Tavaj in this match. Uh, he was very, very good going both ways. Weigel and Shikinu showing their versatility, and they don't get enough. Shikinu especially they doesn't get enough credit for this, playing multiple roles in multiple positions in this match. Shikinu going from uh, forward to mid, back to forward, while Weigel goes from the holding mid into center back. 
Very, very good um, versatility from those guys. Seferovic off the bench with two goals, and he's making a case to get the start against Sporting. We'll see what the manager decides. And I also noted that the backup goalkeeper situation still is worrisome to me. Uh, but if you can advance to the semifinals, they will play Famalicão in the semis over two legs in February. We now know the other semifinal will be Football Club do Porto against Académico de Viseu. That is because Viseu beat Porto's supporters group, Canelas 2010. And can you imagine how embarrassing it would have been for Portuguese football if Porto was playing Canelas in the semifinals of the Portuguese Cup when Canelas captured Captain Makaku, who is also the leader of the Super Dragões, says to the media in in all seriousness, sits there and says he wants to play. First of all, he's 44 years old. He might be the captain. He's only played in four games all season. But um, he is the, the figurehead of the team. And he says he wants to play the first half against Porto and then go into the stands and lead the Super Dragões and support Porto against the team he's rostered on in the second half. That's what I say to you. All right, we're going to leave. Uh, sorry for that language, but we're going to leave on that note. Here is Seferovic really quickly in the post-game uh, interview. Antonio, vamos ouvir Seferovic ao João Miguel Nunes. Seferovic, que imagem fica deste jogo? Acha que o Benfica venceu de forma justa e se se sente o homem da partida? Acho que foi importante a ganhar. Não, não jogamos tão bem como antes, mas não importa. Agora ganhamos, somos, somos mais, mais em frente. Como o Mr. sempre diz, todos contam. Trabalhamos todo dia por, por isso. O cansaço pode pesar para o jogo com o Sporting? Mr. é o chefe, ele, ele vai dizer quem, quem vai jogar. Eu vou a, a treinar como sempre. Na final, vamos ver. Vai jogar o, a, a melhor equipa. Obrigado, Seferovic. Seferovic uh, em português a tentar... Uh... Uh, penso que não terá percebido a segunda questão do João Miguel Nunes. Vamos agora para outro. And that was Harris Seferovic there in Portuguese speaking to RTP saying that what he said was he thinks it's important. what's important was that they won. He was asked about if he feels he's the man of the match and he says what's important is that that we won. We didn't play as well as we have previously but that doesn't matter. What's important is that we advanced. And then he misunderstood the second question. The second question the reporter asked him if fatigue is going to be a uh, concern going into the match with, with uh, Sporting and he answered I think he misunderstood because he answered saying the mister is the boss. I mean, Bruno Lage is the boss. He knows who's going to play. And I think he was asked if he was if he had earned a spot in the in the match in the in the starting eleven for the for the derby. And he misunderstood, I think. And he just he said that the mister is the boss. But he's right. The mister is the boss. So we will see what team gets rolled out later today. All right, that's gonna do it for episode forty-eight. I thank you for your patience. There were some some audio difficulties and recording difficulties in this episode. And like I said, my time is I'm running late, so I do have to run. But I do appreciate you bearing with me through this episode 48. A look back at the Taça de Portugal quarterfinal, Benfica 3, Rio Ave 2. Hope everyone enjoys the derby. I hope that when we talk this weekend, it's going to be all about, about you know, it's going to be a good a good conversation. Hope we can have a good review coming up this weekend. Don't forget uh, follow me on Twitter at Benfica Mister on Instagram at Mister Benfica on Facebook um, by searching Mister Benfica or www.facebook.com forward slash Mister Benfica and now also at Mister Benfica.com. All right, thank you everybody, and I will catch you in episode forty nine. Have a good rest of the weekend.